I'm very grateful for my epic 25-year friendship with Jesse D. I'm grateful to be friends with someone who served in the Army with honor. He's a really great guy. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Happy Thanksgiving 2015 on this second annual Thanksgiving episode number 175 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore. And sitting across from me, the last words to come across her lips, take care of your own affairs, my lovely co-host, Brittany Page. I think we all know that that's not true. That doesn't sound like something that would be true. That doesn't fit. Well, right before we go hot with the mics, you're you're fumbling with your microphone stand. Uh Uh-huh. Boy, it's tough to not to not curse. Which you're trying not to. It's going to, I'm going to have, I mean, it's it's going to be a curse-free episode, so. Because I want this to be family-friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're fumbling with your microphone stand while we're getting ready to go hot. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to give you some courteous advice. Oh, is that what it was? you barked across at the table. Take care of your own affairs. Well, because I can, <laughs> listen, I am very capable of adjusting my own microphone. Yeah, I think we all know over the course of 175 episodes just how capable of doing things silently while the mics are on that you are. Okay, listen, <laughs> before we go any further, let's just talk about what was at the beginning of this episode. The very funny okay. intro to the episode about you having been in the army. Hilarious. Yes, very funny. Because Loved everyone it. knows I served with honor yes. in the United States Marine Corps. Yes, Jesse was a Marine. <laughs> so that's why it's so funny. And we got a lot of listener submissions. A lot. And that was one of them. And... We didn't play that part in the actual listener submission thing. Well, there's a couple things, and I was going to talk about this prior to, to launching into that, but that this is fine. Um, we did have to edit for time because we got so many submissions that if we had played the entirety of every single person's submission from start to finish, it would have been like an hour episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, really, it really would have been like an hour. Mm-hmm. So we just, yeah, that's, I tried to, as I did have a conversation with Brett number one, um, I did, uh, I, I explained, I don't mind people giving a long message because, you know, I'll just try to scrape the cream off the top mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe, maybe my judgment's bad. And if you sent something that you, you're like, ah, shit, I really wanted that particular part in and he took it out. Eh, sorry. I'm. Just blame me. Also, send him the angry emails. Do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll read them. Before we get started, though, I do want to drop the phone number. 657-464-7609. Of course, we also eagerly accept emails of voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Again, it is Thanksgiving 2015 here in America. 
We really appreciate all of you listening, tuning in twice a week or as often as you have time for to listen to us talk about the world in which we live. This episode will be no different than that. In fact, if you thought you were going to have a way to get away from things such as 538, (laughs) we found a way to work in 538 data into our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, so they did an article on here's what your part of America eats on Thanksgiving. And they created a little survey, had people take it, and then kind of broke down what people tend to favor in terms of their dinner Hmm. on Thanksgiving, depending on which part of the country they live in. They got a lot of time on their hands over there at 538. Well, no, this is just a very useful project. I don't know why you're being so judgmental. Um, Just what I do, I guess. Okay, so they had 1,058 respondents. So quite a few. I'm also very angry that I was not a part of this. I feel betrayed, quite frankly. Every time. We never get a call. Even for regular political polls, we never get a call. I know. What is the deal with this? So chicken, pork, and roast beef got cursory shout-outs as main Thanksgiving dishes, but turkey rules with 82% of respondents saying the other, other white meat is the centerpiece of their meal. When you get past the poultry and check out the side dishes, though, the regional distinctions really come out. And so they list the disproportionately consumed side dish by region. The Southeast is the definitive home of canned cranberry sauce. Wow. Which is something we did not make purchase of this year, either canned or the other way. Yes. but Last year I went through and I made, we got cranberries Mm -hmm. and I went through the laborious process of making a homemade cranberry sauce. Uh-huh. It always just seems to go to waste. I don't know anybody who really is a crazy fan of the cranberry. Apparently in the Southeast. <laughs> Respondents from the Southeast. There's, just to say, there's a lot that goes on in the Southeast that I'm not really a fan of. Okay. <laughs> Are 50% more likely to pick that over the homemade variety. And I am also a fan of canned cranberry sauce. All so. right. The Middle Atlantic Keeping states... Keeping ocean spray in business. Yes. Brittany Page is. The Middle Atlantic states disproportionately have cauliflower as a side. What? What? Where? Mid-Atlantic. Huh. Okay. That, D.C., Baltimore, Delaware. That would be the Mid-Atlantic region for those of you who are geographically uh, disabled. Challenged. Challenged. 17% in the Mid-Atlantic versus 9% nationwide, prefer cauliflower as a side, while Texas and central southern states see cornbread as far more necessary than the rest of the country, with 40% of respondents from those regions having it at the dinner table compared with only 28% of the nation. I wouldn't disagree with the cornbread choice. That is good stuff. The Southeast prefers their carbs in the form of mac and cheese. 35% of respondents in that region include the dish on their Thanksgiving menu versus 20% of the country overall. Meanwhile, New England is losing its mind over squash, with 56% demanding it on their table, compared to only 18% of the nation as a whole. Whoever wrote this is really funny, because losing their minds and they demand it. I mean, they're really, they're putting it in very... Funny terms. Walt Hickey at 538. (laughs) That's who wrote it. Right. 
So what about dessert? I hope this isn't boring people because I thought this was really interesting, but I love anything about food. I remember <laughs> when I was young, I used to love to read books, but only if they involved like food. I remember reading this Oregon Trail, but I know I'm like going off. on No, yeah, random, go hit it. But I remember reading this Oregon Trail book once when I was like in elementary school and my favorite parts of the book were when they would talk about making like food and it was right, like out on the trail. Yeah, like, like corn the ch- the chuck and wagon. Yeah, like using the flour to do this or the sugar. And I'm like, oh my God, I want some food. Really? <laughs> like you really enjoy, like that was a, you looked forward to those parts. Yeah, reading about the food. You were a weird kid. I, you also, you have these, these uh, projects that you made from elementary school where you were talking about. When you were, when I'm an adult, I'm going to be a real successful lawyer and I'm going to have big meals of steak and mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you're a poor kid. Yeah, I guess so. You you dream about eating delicious steak dinners. I still dream of dr- eating delicious <laughs> steak dinners. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so what about dessert? Every region enjoys pumpkin pie, but beyond that, there are three Americas. The America that disproportionately has apple pie, New England, and the Middle Atlantic. And the America that has pecan pie and sweet potato pie. That's Southeast. Uh-huh. And the America that consumes cherry pie, the mm. Midwest and West. I thought that was kind of odd. I didn't know that cherry pie was a thing on Thanksgiving. I live in a sweet potato pie household. Sweet potato pie is... If I have to choose the pie, I'm going for pecan and sweet potato pie. Yeah. Those Listen, are for sure my pies. It's the one thing that the South does right, and that's food. I mean, yes. come on. Yes. We're stuck in this state of California where everything's decked with avocado. I Listen, I would be a, a, a black eyed peas, collard greens, soul food guy if I had to pick my, my poison. Right. And in a lot of ways... <laughs> It is it is poison. It's not really good for you. <laughs> no, it's fine. So Walt Hickey has one more note. He says, still, after dessert, the nation unites around that most American of traditions, buying shit. <laughs> that, unfortunately, that is true. With little variation among regions, a solid 23% of respondents say they would shop Black Friday sales on Thanksgiving Day, a wow. great way to leave the family behind a little early. Well, see, I'm listen, I'm not one of those guys who's posting on Facebook all the time about uh, Black Friday and I'm going to boycott businesses that are open out of the hub. Of the... I, don't, I don't really care. But I'll tell you, I'm not going to be one of those people who are out there braving the crowds on either Thanksgiving Day. Well, one, I'm probably be hammered on Thanksgiving, cooking and drinking lots of good drinks and feeling real warm and toasty inside. So I won't, unless I'm taking an Uber to go to Black Friday or even on Thanksgiving Day, it's just not going to happen. I have never shopped on a Black Friday. We had this conversation the other day, and I know I don't have a specific memory of having done it, but it seems to me that maybe it happened one time. But mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know. It, it, that's crazy talk. I think that you it is it's masochistic to want to do that. Because it's insane. I don't know what it's like in Europe or for our international listeners. Well, they don't really have a a Black Friday. They don't really have a Thanksgiving to have a Black Friday. No, I just saw an article that said despite not having a Thanksgiving, that other countries are... Have adopted Black Black Friday, Yes, they have adopted that and and it gets crazy, just like it does here. Listen, Europeans. (laughs) Listen. 
you have a good thing going. You don't have to adopt all of the insanity that we hoist upon the world. You can do, you can not have Black Friday. And it's not even like, oh, it's commercialism and it's capital. Uh, I'm not even talking about that. It's just too many people in one single space fighting over, you know, a good deal on a TV. And that's what happens. People literally fight. I mean, people get punched out there. People get arrested. It's like batteries being committed, committed left and right. Yes. It's like a dangerous event. Dangerous. (laughs) But despite that, I thought this 538 article was really interesting. Just kind of looking at the different traditions around America. Sure, sure. Well, we live in a giant country. Right. A lot of variation. Vastly different cultures within. And I don't just mean of people from other nations who have come and made this their home. I mean, born and, 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 and reared Americans. People from the South are vastly different than people in the Northeast in New England. And people where we live are, you know, very, very different. It's It's a weird thing because of the, like I said, because I'm not very smart, I'll use the same word again the vastness of our country, just geographically. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be an episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore without... Pew, 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 pew. And the lovely and talented Brittany Page has also found some pew-related material for this second annual. Isn't it awesome that we're now... We've been doing this long enough that we have a... It's a second annual thing. It is cool, yes. Yeah. So the second annual Thanksgiving episode, which includes Pew Data. Yes. So they just released this report. For most Americans, Thanksgiving isn't the only time for thankfulness. Thanksgiving is a time when Americans are supposed to reflect on what they are thankful for, but it's not the only time they do so. A large majority of Americans, 78%, feel a strong sense of gratitude or thankfulness on a weekly basis. And only 6% of Americans say they seldom or never experience these feelings. Wow. Who are they? Hipsters? They are. Who are too cool to be thankful? They're (laughs) bummed. So they broke this down by religion, which is interesting. You know, we like that. Some groups are more likely than others to express gratitude. For example, 84% of women regularly feel a strong sense of gratitude or thankfulness compared to 72% of men. Hmm. So I'm more thankful than you. No, your (laughs) sex typically is more thankful than my sex. You are no way more thankful than me. Oh. Because I get to work with you. And that is a wonderful thing for which I'm very, very thankful. Was that a compliment? I turned that around real quick. I'm so confused. (laughs) I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Okay. And nearly nine in 10 Mormons. You're welcome, by the way. Thank you. Oh, no. On with the Mormons. Yeah. Thank you. And nearly nine in 10 Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and evangelical Protestants, traditionally some of the most observant religious groups, say they feel gratitude or thankfulness at least once a week. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt that, especially with the Mormons. I wouldn't doubt that. The survey didn't explicitly ask about gratitude to God. So. Oh, so maybe it's that. That's not a component. Yeah. Well, they didn't directly ask about it. It's just generally speaking, a sense of gratitude. To whatever. Yeah. So um, the percentage of atheists who feel a strong sense of gratitude at least once a week, 62%. Come on, atheists. Yeah, get it together. What was the percentage for the Mormons and the... And the evangelicals? 89% of Mormons, oh, 89% on. of... And 78% just overall. So they're even less than just overall. There is a lot to be thankful for atheists and non-believers and nuns, unaffiliated. 
or as I said before, the unaffiliateds, <laughs> mm-hmm. which you made fun of me for, but okay. Oh, I did? Yes. Okay, now go on. I, I'm assuming we're going down the list. Oh, no, I was pretty much going to be done with that. Oh, okay. um, but it was actually <laughs> interesting. So, so atheists are the least, atheists have the lowest percentage in terms of those that feel strong sense of gratitude at least once a week. That's embarrassing for me. But they're tied with Hindus, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, wow. So atheists are tied with Hindus at 62%. And then those who say that religion is not important have a 63%. And agnostics are at 64%. I really wonder how they measured this. You know? Huh. Interesting. Well, they asked if they feel a strong sense of gratitude at least once a week. Yeah, that's weird. I it just I don't I can't identify with that atheistic attitude or that attitude of the atheists that they polled. That just seems it's way out of whack for what I would I would say yes absolutely on a weekly at least a weekly basis I feel gratitude for something. So for example, eight in ten or more Americans who believe in God or who say religion is very important or somewhat important in their lives experience feelings of gratitude or thankfulness on a weekly basis. Among Americans who do not believe in God, 58% say they regularly feel a sense of gratitude. So down quite a bit if mm. you don't believe in God. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Well, on that note, let's give people, the atheists in our audience, Something to feel thankful and grateful about. Story out of Michigan where this restaurant owner is giving away free Thanksgiving dinner to anyone who comes in and wants to to have a meal at any time while they're open during Thanksgiving. All right, when you think of Thanksgiving, you typically think of good food, spending time with loved ones. But for some people, that is simply not the case. Some people end up spending their holiday alone. And it's always tough for those people, right? Well, if you are one of them, a Northville restaurant is saying, come eat with us for free. The Now Detroit's Kristen Pierce tells us more. I was young, I don't have much food, and somebody gave it to me, and I was appreciated very much, and I remember those people. And now George Dimopoulos is paying it forward. If you're alone on Thanksgiving Day, he wants you to come to his restaurant, George's Senate Coney Island in Northville, and eat here for free. All you can eat. People that, some people that come in in the morning for breakfast, they come back afternoon again, the same people. Some people have family uh, out of town or they'll pass. So I think these things are nice that uh, they'll have a little uh, something to look forward to. It's unheard of really nowadays, and, and it's very appreciated from, you know, for, you know, from our point of view. George told me he's feeding people all day for free on Thanksgiving. That means breakfast, lunch, dinner, even soft drinks. In fact, the only thing he's not giving away is alcohol. I think it's phenomenal what he's doing and it really does speak volumes to his character. Um, he doesn't have to do this, but he does it out of the kindness of his heart. It's just a wonderful thing and he's a sweet, sweet man. And it's going to be normal business hours. On Thanksgiving Day, the doors will be open from 6.30 in the morning until 9 at night. George has been feeding people for free on this holiday for 10 years now. And he doesn't plan on changing that anytime soon. Maybe I don't make him money today, but just that I'm feel happy to do that. I do this every year, and I will keep doing this the longer as I live. In Northville, Kristen Pierce, the now Detroit. I just love this guy. Yeah, well, let, let me tell you something. I love the Greeks. Greek people are, and this might be, it's like reverse discrimination, uh -huh. reverse prejudice, where I, it's something positive. 
It's like, oh, those Asians, they're real good at math. I mean, who's going to complain about that stereotype? But Greeks are, they are hospitable people. It's a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah, I love how he said that he's, you know, I'm not going to make any money, but that's fine. I'm going to keep doing it. I've been doing it for 10 years and this is what I do. He's in touch with his mortality. I'm going to do it for as long as I'm alive. Yeah. As soon as I'm dead, yeah, you know, they're going to have to go someplace else. Yeah. But it was, it's awesome. I mean, and they showed they, this restaurant full of people. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they weren't showing the restaurant on, Tomorrow. The, on the day. Right. right. But this is something he's known for. Right. And it's it's awesome that he is giving of his treasure and his labor. I mean, he's having to pay staff, mm-hmm. pay people on the day to come in and work in his restaurant, his employees. Mm-hmm. That's Even his employees are good people. Yeah, it's just awesome. They're giving of their holiday to do for those, and it's not even like a homeless thing. I mean, I'm sure he's giving to the homeless too, but you're giving to you know people who are relatively able-bodied. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. It's a sense of community, and it's good to know that there are people out there like that who, who give of their spirit. Mm-hmm. Really good. So the next Thanksgiving story will be coming to you from someone you might not have expected to be as altruistic as it seems that he is. Snoop Dogg, he gave out almost, what, 2,000 turkeys to the residents of Inglewood, which is a, a, a Los Angeles suburb, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty awesome. So Snoop Dogg... That's me. Handed out (laughs) over 1,500 turkeys, along with optional hugs, kisses, and selfies for an annual giveaway in Southern California. Looking for a meaningful way to give back to the town of Inglewood, where his production crew is based, Snoop asked asked the mayor what he could do to help. This is the second year that he has handed out birds. Wait, the second year who has? Snoop. Oh. <laughs> I don't I thought you were genuinely confused. Uh, this time almost doubling last year's total of 800 turkeys. Wow. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. It's really great. I mean, he he did show up late. I wonder why Snoop Dogg would show up late to something. I mean, you could only use your imagination. But when he got there, he did give a speech. Good morning, Inglewood. Uh, first of all, give a shout out to all the seniors over there. They look so beautiful, especially the beautiful ladies over there. Still looking 19. I, I showed um, I was late today because me and Santa Claus had a... I was talking to Santa Claus about a Christmas special. And I said, Santa, I got to get to Inglewood to pass out these turkeys. He was like, well, hold on. I said, well, hold on, Santa. I got people out there waiting on me, so... I'm happy I'm here. Inglewood, y'all know I love y'all. This is my second home. Inglewood has been good to me from day one. And that's why I love Inglewood. And I just want to let y'all know that I'm going to be doing this every year. Sorry that I'm late, but we're going to make up for it by giving y'all some big fat turkey so y'all can get y'all eat on for Thanksgiving. Thank y'all for coming out. Make sure y'all line it up. Line it up so we can get these turkeys in y'all hands so y'all get a nice meal for Thanksgiving. Well, good for him. Good, Good for who? For Snoop. Oh my god. No, I really his he's so funny. Like I just love hearing him talk and interact with the crowd. I right. thought that was very 
I don't know. He's just so likable, you know? <laughs> he really is a likable guy. And it really is awesome that he's, you know, he's taking time out of his day and he's handing out these turkeys and he he's greeting everybody too. I mean, he's taking the time to give hugs and take selfies with people right. and it's it's like a a day-long event. Well, just think about the the number of lives that he's impacting with 1500 thir- turkeys for Thanksgiving. That's that's 1500 families. That's mm-hmm. I mean, Inglewood is, you know, it's a there's probably 75,000 people or so in Inglewood. But uh, but still, I mean, he's it isn't the wealthiest of Inglewood who are coming out to get the turkeys. It's people in need. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a noble noble thing. So say what you will about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but uh, he's a good guy today. All right, moving on. And then we have a story that's not necessarily Thanksgiving related, holiday related, but it is certainly. A cause for giving thanks. Camden County, New Jersey man says he was looking to get construction supplies on Craigslist, but instead is now giving a woman his kidney to save her life. CBS 2's Hazel Sanchez has their story. Glenn Calderbang from Berlin, New Jersey, was searching the construction section on Craigslist looking for supplies when he says he came across his true calling. I just happened to come across an ad that struck my eye if somebody was asking for a kidney for their wife. It struck a chord with Calderbank, who lost his wife Jessica to kidney failure four years ago. But it turns out the Egg Harbor City, New Jersey man who placed the kidney wanted ad on Craigslist for his wife had mistakenly posted the ad in the construction supplies section. I was meant to see that. I believe that Jessica somehow or karma or whatever it is put that in the wrong spot. Calderbank says he emailed the couple and shared his story, telling him how he, too, had reached out for help for his wife. We were desperate for a kidney, pretty much. And I had put an ad in the paper offering mine to somebody who would give her theirs. It never panned out, and though Jessica later got a transplant from a cadaver, her body rejected the organs, and she died a few months later. Calderbank says over several meetings and conversations with the soon-to-be recipient of his kidney, he told her their meeting was simply meant to be. I said, look, I know I'm a match. She said, how do you know that? I said, there is no way that I saw your ad by accident. We're the same blood type, and I'm not a match. Many are calling Calderbank a hero, but he considers himself just a good friend. He's hoping his story will encourage others to be a good friend, too. The woman receiving Calderbank's kidney had been on a waiting list for more than a year. The transplant surgery is scheduled for next month. This is just one of those amazing stories. It's a beautiful coincidence. I mean, the power of kindness between strangers. Yeah. It's just. And that's really it, too. I mean, it's, it's they are strangers. Right. He has no obligation. Yeah. It's also good hearing a story come out of Craigslist meetings <laughs> that are positive. You yeah, know that is I mean? very rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what a good guy. Yeah, seriously. What a, what a beautiful, beautiful man who is giving literally of himself to help these people he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as much as we don't hear about this kind of stuff happening, though, it happens all the time. People like this exist by the, the millions out there. Yeah. And it's just a matter of... Searching Google for good news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. 
All right. Well, that is it for our stories. Now we're going to move on to the Thanksgiving submissions, the listener Thanksgiving submissions. Like I said at the top of the show, we did receive a whole bunch of these. We appreciate each and every one of you. I guess we're thankful for each and every one of you for taking time out of your day and your schedules and your lives to not only give this thought, because clearly people gave some thought to this, but also taking the time out to either call or 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 email us the thing. I mean, really, it's 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 taking part in what we have here as a community and uh, sharing with one another. And we really we really appreciate it very very much. And even though we've only done this one other time before, it's That's always right. it's always my favorite episode because we get these beautiful submissions that have these varying perspectives on life and reflection on the past year. And it's just amazing to hear from people. And we got so many beautiful submissions. I I cry when I listen to this, just like I cried last year. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who, who really took the time and, and wrote some powerful, awesome stuff. Well, it really points out to me, it really, it really illuminates the fact that, I am also thankful for th- little things sometimes that I take for granted and don't really give enough thought to. And some of these, they they really make you think like, yeah, God, I, I can identify with that because that exists in my life too. And there, it just brings a whole new scope to the appreciation that I have for, for a lot of different things that I don't necessarily um, think about actively all the time. Yes. So, without further ado, here is our second annual listener-submitted Thanksgiving messages. I want to start by saying that my perspective on life has changed over the last few years, uh, due in big part um, to losing someone very close to me. And particularly this year, because we sadly had to experience a great family losing their four-year-old daughter to cancer. I guess what I've learned is not to sweat the small stuff, don't make decisions out of obligation or fear, and soak in every moment of life no matter how small it seems. So, what I'm most thankful for this year the early morning talks on the weekends with my husband sitting in the hot tub enjoying a cup of coffee and catching up on everything from the week while our kids are snuggled in bed. I'm looking forward to what's in store for next year and happy Thanksgiving to all. I'm thankful for my friends, my family across the country and a job that lets me see them all regularly. I'm thankful for a day off, a quiet place with a comfy chair, a good book and a bourbon on the rocks. I'm thankful for that moment you wake up in the early morning only to realize you can go back to bed for a few more hours. I'm thankful for really good books where you have to cry at the end during those last few pages. I'm also thankful for living in a country which provides opportunities, freedom, and happiness I so frequently take for granted. This year, I would like to express my gratitude for science, more specifically modern medicine which allowed the safe and uneventful journey of my daughter into our welcoming family nine months ago. 
I'm grateful for the lessons that I've already learned from this little baby and the fact that she makes me a better person. But most importantly, her safe arrival would not have been possible without the good, caring doctors and the miracles that are a commonplace for us every day thanks to modern, evidence-based medicine. Happy Thanksgiving. The thing that I'm the most thankful for in a time where it seems that the people who shout the loudest, whether it's on social media or news journals or blogs or even our presidential candidates, um, those people seem to be making the most quote-unquote noise. It really, it's the small things in my life that I'm the most thankful for. My family, my friends, my dogs, and especially my very loving wife. Um, the quiet moments, the times just spending, the time spent together at home without any distractions is such a welcome change from the shouting all around us and I am very thankful that I get to do that every single day. What I'm grateful for this year is people that show up. I think we've all been conditioned to think that our mom's going to show up or our brother's going to show up for us. And, you know, I think unfortunately we don't all have that mom or that brother, but what I'm grateful for is the people in my life that show up for me, that love me when I don't always love myself, that support me, that make good days better and bad days not very bad. And I think that that is a special thing to be a part of something bigger than you friends, coworkers, whatever that is, your tribe, those people that impress you with their generosity, with their thoughtfulness. And uh, hopefully everybody has a little bit of that this year, but that is what I am most grateful for. Those people that never cease to amaze me with their choice of stepping up and being a part of my life in ways that make me feel valued and appreciated and that I, in turn, hope to make them feel the same way. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you guys. I really do want to say that I'm thankful for my relationships in life. I have lifelong friends and we are all fiercely loyal to one another. I would lay down in traffic for any one of them, as I'm sure they would do for me. I am beyond thankful for my beautiful, smart, sexy wife, Lisa. Waking up next to her every day makes each day the best day ever. My friends and my wife, each one of them, each one of you, you make me smile, you make me happy, you make me grateful. You all make me thankful. I have had one of the most life-changing years in which to be thankful for, but mostly someone to be thankful for. So I would like to dedicate my thanks to her. Jessica, you are everything in the world to me. This year, you gave us the most beautiful, perfect little girl, and I am forever indebted for that gift. On the day she was born, for the first time, I experienced what tears of joy are. I am so thankful that we have fallen in love, started building a life together, and this year are a family together. When I met you, I was a little lost in this world. I've always had a purpose in life, and you helped me get back on the track to my future and have joined me on that path. Even though we started this path a few years ago, I never thanked you for that. 
It seems all the other things that I have to be thankful for, which there are so many, doesn't compare to the love that you show for not only me, but our daughter. I'm thankful for all the nights that you got up, when I have had school and work the next day, to tend to her needs. I'm thankful for all the hard work you put in, so I can still go to school and pursue my future, not only with each other, but for my career. I'm thankful that no matter how much I feel like I've failed, you always find my success. For all these things, and much, much more, I thank you and love you. I, I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for my extended family. I didn't have the best parents growing up, um, and like a lot of people don't, and, but uh, I was very fortunate in that my grandmother, my uncles, you know, took me and my sister in and you, you did what they, the best they could to, to raise us. And, you know, my, my grandma is a tough old bird and she's, she's approaching 90 and she's very independent and she doesn't take crap from anybody. And I, I feel like I got a lot of that from her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful she's still around. I'm thankful I can cuss and swear in front of her that she's not some old stodgy <laughs> old lady. <laughs> the, um, but anyway, I guess I guess that's probably the biggest thing that that I would be thankful for. I have probably had one of the roughest years of my life. My father passed away, and knowing that he will never come back has been so difficult for me to manage. However, when I was able to see him the day before he passed away, he said to me that I was one of the best parts of his life. And knowing that you can actually be one of the best moments of someone's life is actually really amazing and really incredible. And knowing that he loved me so much just makes me know that I have done something good because he was so good. I'm thankful for all the joy, laughter, lessons, and love he shared. And I'm thankful that those things are going to live on through his wife, his children, and his grandchild. I'm thankful that I was able to give him one of his favorite foods for the last time. I mean, it was a Krispy Kreme donut, and I did feed it to him. But the happiness in his eyes and the joy that you knew he felt in savoring every bite was worth those moments. Um, I'm thankful that now I fully understand that there's really never enough time with the people you love because it makes you appreciate your moments more. I am so thankful for my circle of friends and knowing life might move us in different paths, but they will always be there by my side for me. I'm also thankful that I've watched people walk out of my life because the people who can't be there during the bad times should never be there during my good because my good times are really good.
I've started and stopped this multiple times. You want it to be perfect, this type of thing. Uh, you want it to be funny, but heartfelt. And uh, you don't want to sound scripted. I'm just going to go for heartfelt at this point. I'm thankful for my parents. They sacrificed a lot for me, for my sister, for my wife. They sacrificed a lot. They paid for my college. It's the best gift anybody's ever given me. My dad had, had to work his ass off for it. Worked his ass off, sacrificed a lot. So I, I appreciate that every day of my life. It's, it's incredible. I'm thankful for my wife for keeping me in line. <laughs> She's domesticated me. She's done a pretty good job. So much that I enjoy cleaning now. I enjoy it. It's therapeutic. I think I'm making up for lost time on that. But she always, uh, she, she keeps me, keeps my head on straight. I'm a dreamer. Um, not saying she's not, but, uh, she helps me, uh, keep my feet planted on the ground sometimes. While at the same time, encouraging my dreams and, uh, helping them come to fruition. I don't stop and think about it very often, but I have a privileged life. And, uh... Man, am I thankful for that. I'm thankful for this wonderful fall weather, even though raking leaves is the worst. I'm thankful for Netflix, even though it makes me lazy. I'm thankful for sugar, chocolate, and baked goods, even though they make me fat. I'm thankful for empathy, generosity, selflessness, and creativity, even if they're hard to come by. I'm thankful for terrific friends and awesome family even though they are spread across three states and I don't get to see them often. Most of all, I'm thankful for the miracle we call life, for my beautiful baby girl, for all that she is, for all that she has taught me in only four months, even with all the sleepless nights, back pain, and sometimes showerless days. This year I have a lot of things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my brothers who've grown into wonderful men, husbands and fathers, my sisters-in-law who are loving and caring and amazingly smart and fiercely independent, my nieces and my nephew who've shown me that I have a love inside of me greater than I ever thought possible, my mother's best friends who sort of adopted us after her death and who've become family in their own right. I'm thankful for my best friend who's shown me the true meaning of friendship. I'm thankful that I have someone in my life who gives and doesn't demand, who helps me grow and learn new things each and every day. I'm thankful for old acquaintances who've become new friends. I'm also thankful for the unexpected but amazing turn my life has taken after losing my sight. I honestly thought for a while that my life was over, but then I discovered a talent I never knew I had, painting. I'm thankful for the new direction my life has taken as a blind artist and the chance I have to develop and grow as a painter. I'm thankful for the great people I get to work with here and abroad. I'm thankful for my guide dog Zoe, who keeps me safe and makes my life a hell of a lot easier. I am thankful for living in an age of miracles and wonders with technologies that make it possible for me to be completely independent. And I'm thankful for those technologies that make us all into neighbours, whether we live one mile or a thousand miles apart. In short, I'm thankful for this crazy and 
amazing and at times terrifying but mostly wonderful journey I'm on, filled with unexpected opportunities, surrounded by people whom I love and who love me. These are the things that make life truly worth living. Wanting to tell you what I am thankful for. And number one, I think I'm happy and thankful for all those great choices I made in my life. And the first one being to date and marry my soulmate and my golf partner and my best friend. And he's a troublemaker, but he's the most amazing individual who loves his family and friends wholeheartedly and would give anything for them. And I've learned so much from him as an individual. And I am so thankful I get to spend my life with him. Love him. Anyhow, second would be all my friends and family. I love my sister and brother. So thankful that they are my siblings and I get to spend my life around them. And then all the friends that I have in my life who I get to travel with, and I couldn't ask for anything better. It's beautiful, and I appreciate it and so thankful for them to be around, and I've learned so much from them. What I'm really calling for is to um, publicly thank my wife, Michelle, and just let her know how grateful I am that she's in my life. We've been married 17 years this year and um, you know I, I'm very thankful for the life that we have and I, I, when I think of her I think um, you know I, I used to see when I was a younger man I used to see pictures of old couples and I thought well that's kind of fantasy land but that kind of thing doesn't really happen there's a lot of fades but now you know having been um, married 17 years and, 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 and loving my wife more than I ever have I see that those kinds of, I, I imagine that we will be one of those old couples, one of those postcards holding hands. I, I really think that's going to happen for us. And it, it just, I'm really, really grateful for that. I'm thankful for so many different things. When I started to think about this deeper, what I'm really most thankful for is my relationships in my life for me I'm so very 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 thankful for the friendships that I have and I I know for myself so much of my life and who I've become is because of these wonderful wonderful people who are in my life that sustain me. I've been so fortunate to have these people in my life that get up underneath me and they're the foundation of everything that's great about me. And it's, well, it's life. It's this beautiful, wonderful, it's this amazing journey that we all get to go on and people come into our lives and out of our lives and, and but for me I have this set of friendships that have sustained me and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and I'm lucky if I could just make sure that every single one of them understand 
that they are, without a doubt, they have made me who I am. Everybody who's in my life, I love you and thank you so very much for being a part of my life and making me who I am. I love you. This year what I'm most thankful for is the community i found and the friends I've made. Instead of an obligation to people who love on meeting conditions, I now have people I've never met who treat me like long-lost friends and long-time friends who are like brothers and sisters regardless of any difference. I've created my own family. They help me to see past petty worries like being eternally single or embarrassed about some part of myself and feel understood, appreciated, and welcome for all that I am. It's a community of those who love the world, but also want to see it grow and improve. Happy Thanksgiving, Jesse and Brittany, and to everyone else listening, you are part of that community, to moving the conversation forward. The first thing that I'm thankful for is my awesome family and the friends that I have cultivated throughout my life. They are amazing, amazing people that put up with me and my shenanigans, and uh, I know I can rely on them. They are so much fun to be around, and I'm especially grateful for my family. Uh, I know a lot of people out there don't have good family situations, or being with their family is a living nightmare. My family's not like that. But I guess, most importantly, I am uh, the most thankful for my fiance, whom by this time next year will be my wife. Um, I don't know what I did to deserve her. I never thought that another person could make me as happy as she does. She keeps me very, very grounded, keeps me sane, is a really great person to be around, understands me like nobody understands me. And it's so great to be with her and laugh at the same things, enjoy the, the same things, and know that we've already been together for six years. By the time we get married, we'll be together seven years and feel that our life, that our lives going forward is just, it has so much opportunity and potential for happiness. And it's fantastic. I'm thankful for a lot of things this year. I've had a great year. Uh, I have a great job, an amazing family and lifelong friendships that get me through the dark spots. But uh, the main thing that I'm thankful for six months ago, and for the first time in my life, at 42 years old, I'm with somebody that treats me like a queen. That's worth a lot to me. So yeah, this year, that's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the man in my life, and I love him. He doesn't know that yet, but one day he will. As someone that grew up in a very conservative, evangelical home, I spent the first two decades of my life thinking there were two ways, the right one and the wrong one. As I reflect on what in many ways has been a challenging year, what I'm most thankful for is becoming comfortable with ambiguity, with embracing an ever-expanding worldview and accepting that it's okay to be wrong, a renewed perspective that allows me to learn from and listen to people that see things different than me. 
I'm thankful that I found a community of people, many of them through shows just like this one, that will look to the future with open minds, hope, and compassion with the goal to truly make this world a better place. As a friend once told me, at the end of the day, my best opinions I've stolen from people I once disagreed with after they showed me that the world wasn't as I was raised believing it to be. It really is a great time to be alive. Thank you, and here's to an amazing 2016. I am incredibly grateful for the internet. I gotta tell you, it, it, the internet brings me just insane, insanely good things. I can run a business online, I can, I can support myself, make a living out of it. Um, I've met such great people just because of completely different and random websites that have uh, become very popular. And just and even the creeps, the fact that you can actually have access to just lunatics online and the fact that you can see how they operate, how they think. There is such a broader just access to, to people's insanity, which in a way is a very good thing because you get to see them for who they really are and not just the facade they could have in real life. So yeah, 2015, Thanksgiving, I am very grateful for the internet. I'm so very thankful for my partner who's been by my side for almost a year. I think that without him, I probably would have given up on staying out here where I didn't know anyone. He's helped me open up and make new friends. Um, that without him, it, it would have been a lot harder and I would have been a lot closer to giving up. Um, so I'm so very grateful for him being in my life and pushing me beyond where I might want to be pushed. And finally, I just wanted to close uh, by reading a little something written by Jamie Torkowski that might resonate with people that are um, struggling uh, or looking at what's going on in the world and just struggling with a lot of uncertainty that's out there and that's reading goes. If you are reading this, if there's air in your lungs on this November day, then there is still hope for you. Your story is still going. And maybe some things are true for all of us. Perhaps we relate to pain. Perhaps we all relate to fear and loss and questions. And perhaps we all deserve to be honest. We all deserve whatever help we need. Our stories are all so many things, heavy and light, beautiful and difficult, hopeful and uncertain. But our stories are not finished yet. There is still time for things to heal and change and grow. There is still time to be surprised. We are still going, you and I. We are stories still going. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Pretty, uh... Pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. We have uh, awesome listeners. Maybe the best. Mm -hmm. Super, super good listeners. I'm just uh, <laughs> very appreciative. I don't think it's every show that can put a call out and have it be answered with such powerful stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Um, I don't know. I'm I'm obviously thankful for what we have here, the show. And I know I cut out all references to the show, and just about everybody said thanks for the show. We appreciate you guys and what you do, and we we absolutely know that. I you there wouldn't have been this groundswell of 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 answers and submissions hadn't we uh, developed this relationship and developed this community that we have. Those are words that resonated throughout this, their community and relationships. And I really hope that we have, I mean, this is another proof that we have. Um, but apart from that, the the community that we built and this the second family that we've built, um, I'm most thankful this year, I think, for brave people who are brave around the world who who stand up against injustice and evil, violence, radical Islam, Islamism, um, people like Malala, these these bloggers who face machete death in Bangladesh, guys like Raif Badawi in in Saudi Arabia. They're, they are putting themselves and their families in danger to do the right thing. The, the, the quote that, I, that I've said on the show maybe a hundred times, that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing it is true. And this year I'm very thankful for those that, you know, it's easy for me to be behind a microphone in, in the United States where there's no threat to me. There's no real ready threat. Um, and, you know, a, 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 a woman now, a woman like Malala, who as a child faced an assassination attempt and still defiantly answered, I'm thankful for that this year. Well, I don't want to go after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go after all of these. Um, yeah, it's tough. But when I when I started thinking about this, I guess the first thing that came to mind was my boss for some reason. Yeah. Um, I've worked for the same company since 2009 and he's always my boss. He's always worked around my schedule and he's always put my education first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. And he's always just enabled me to, if I need to be at school, take the day off. If I need to do homework, take the day off. If I need to do this, take the day off. And that's so rare to find. Absolutely. And really, I mean, it's enabled me to get as as far as I am. It's enabled me to have money while I am going to school. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just been, I mean, amazing. And then the other thing is the people in my life who, the people in my life who have helped me find my sense of agency and the belief that I can control my life despite where I came from. And this includes relationships with my friends, therapists that I've had in the past, um, people who listened to me, heard my story, and made me believe that I could be resilient in the face of what I experienced. 
um, that I could change my life through my choices, my thoughts, my behaviors, and that I could write my story in the way that I want it to be. And I think that those people that helped me find my sense of agency really um, changed my life as well. Yeah. And kind of along that same line, I'm thankful for my relationships, obviously, like a lot of people said. Um, I have people in my life that I, I don't have to worry about. You know, I don't have to worry about what they say behind my back. I don't have to worry about... I just don't have to worry about them. And in a world where things can seem really bleak and people can seem really bad, I'm glad that I have found people to be around me that are good and that make me believe the best about the world. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know, one of the callers said something about being appreciative or thankful because they realize that they have a privileged life. And that struck me because on its face, it might seem like something that you want to be quiet about. You want to be embarrassed about, you know, kind of that white guilt or or privilege guilt. And I don't see any reason why anybody should, should be, it's okay. Listen, it's okay to be thankful for your privilege, but the best way to handle it is to go out there and pay it forward. Do something solid for someone else. Be a good person. Be altruistic. Be giving. Be loving. Be kind. That is a, a in a, a small way to pay it forward to the world that you have it so good. And I plan to spend as much time as I can in this following year and from this time forward doing just that. To pay it forward as a measure of appreciation for the things that I do have. All right. Well, I I think with that, we are going to leave you. We do have one more, one more submission that we received from our friends, Brian, Bren, and Darian over at Liar City Podcast. So rather than the outro music that you normally hear, or rather than the regular sign-off, uh, for Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It, although there it was. I am going to play that. We love you. We appreciate you. It really is a special thing that we're doing here. And by we, I mean you all and us. Because without an audience, there is no show. And without a show, there's no need for an audience. So it, this is, this is a, a partnership that we are in. So we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving. I used to worry when Thanksgiving Day was near. What can I give my girl to fill her heart with cheer? But I solved that problem. I'm a clever boy. I know exactly how to fill her heart with joy. I'm gonna give my girl a goose for Thanksgiving. It won't surprise Happy Thanksgiving from the people who bring you Liar City. I'm Bren. I'm Darian. And I'm Brian. So, despite the fact that I slipped in dog shit and fell on my ass no more than a few hours ago, I'm a pretty thankful guy. 
especially around Thanksgiving. And thanks to Jesse and Brittany, we have an opportunity to talk about what we're thankful for this year. What are you most thankful for, Bren? Well, you know, I'm thankful for our friends, old and new. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. And everybody in this room right now, um, our friends, Jesse and Brittany, you know, new podcast friends. I'm also thankful for our dogs and the fact that we were able to buy a house this year. It's been a pretty big year for us and it's been pretty great. Yeah. And like the pilgrims, we spent a pretty good chunk of this year in plastic bags. <laughs> Yeah, just like the old time pilgrims. So yeah. that was pretty fun. Yeah, I did teach you that, right? Yeah. You want me to teach you that it's, too, Darius? No, okay. no, I'm fine, thanks. I'm also thankful and grateful for for our friends and family. And all of our wonderful listeners. Yeah, all the new friends we've made in, in podcast land. I'm reminded of a story of when the pilgrims, our ancestors, landed on Plymouth Rock. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Shut up, Darian. Okay. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everyone. everyone.